What's up, everybody? This is Presto. I'm Corporal Nassage. And you are listening to episode 59 of the Nintendads podcast. Oh man, what was that, Corporal? What could it have been? That was my hammer coming for you. (laughs) You don't play hammer. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... As you can see, or if you're on audio, uh, as you can hear, you can hear maybe? from the monsters in the background. Um, oh. We are going to be discussing uh, the latest Sunbreak news for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, the massive expansion coming out June Ryan, 30th. Welcome, hey guys, how's it going? And this morning's Nintendo Indie World Direct. Um, and then some other news items that have, have come out sort of recently. We've been doing a lot of cool stuff with Capcom. It's like a, this is like at least half episode is a Capcom, Capcom yeah. territory. Um, yeah, Sandeep, welcome in. Thank you for welcome. liking the show. Oh my gosh, the alerts are coming up behind the monsters on my screen. That is actually... I, I'm tempted to leave it that way, except you can't see hardly anything. Um, yeah, welcome in. If you are listening, once again, these episodes are in fact available live and video versions um, on Facebook, YouTube, and now Spotify. Yes, you can watch these on Spotify. It's so cool. <laughs> Dad's up playing Nintendo. Jojo, you are everywhere. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for stopping in. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, let's get let's get down into it. Um, wait, first of all, we're gonna go a little out of order here. Corporal, what are you drinking? Because I know you got you got something other than Mountain Dew tonight. Something other than Mountain Dew tonight <laughs> is right. <laughs> Oh my god, what is that? It is J-D-U-B-S, Jadubs Brewing Company in Sarasota, Florida. Passion wheat, passion fruit, and mango wheat ale. Oh my god, I'm truly jealous. That sounds like something that I want right now. Um, Cool. Um, I've been drinking a lot of coffee um, and this is in no way sponsored or a plug or anything. This is just literally what I'm drinking. Um, hey, Jojo loves Sarasota Brewing. That's funny. Hey, there you go. It's a small state after all. Um, <laughs> I have been I've been drinking an obnoxious amount of uh, Trader Joe's cold brew coffee. Um, I cannot find a good place for the chat. Jeremy here. consumes as much coffee as you do, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. And Corporal, what are you playing? Love what are you playing city lately? And the beach, she says. <laughs> I love the city and the beach. Then you're I, I in mean, the right state. I. I. Uh. What am I playing? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Not. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> We're going to talk about so much Monster Hunter in this episode. So, so fair warning. Monster Hunter. Have I played anything else other than Monster Hunter? Uh, um, I don't think I have, to be honest wow. with you. Wow. When's the last time you were able to say that? I feel like I'm that's right. a very that's a very rare bear right there. 
<laughs> um, I have also been playing Monster Hunter, still playing through um, Super Mario 3D World with the little guy. That's still uh, a great game for playing with little ones. Um, but yeah. I'm getting sick of this city. Drivers seem to be getting worse and worse. Jeremy. <laughs> I live in New Jersey, okay? I'm just gonna leave just that. Just lay that out there. Just, just put that out there. Um, okay, let's jump right into the news because we got so much of it. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I am I am fresh off our Hunter Helper Happy Hour. Um, that happened a couple of hours ago. <clears throat> As you know, we are um, Capcom creators. Uh, and they do a series called Hunter Happy Hour where they take uh, creators that have played a bunch of Monster Hunter with people that are new to the series, pair them up, and have the, the mentor show the mentee uh, the ropes. And I just did that with a streamer named Alec and Stuff. Shout out to Alec and Stuff if you're watching, uh, perhaps on Twitch. Um, but it was a good old time. I showed him uh, dual blades. We did some hunts. Uh did some carts, carts, showed him showed him the whole spectrum of Monster Hunter, taught a master class, um, and it was a lot of fun. The Monster Hunter community has really been showing up on Twitch, uh, which we've been extra feeling the love from this happy hour. They're doing them all week uh, over at Capcom's Twitch. They've been hosting. We were hosted earlier today, um, so that was really cool. Um, also, I'm just going to get all the Capcom fanboying out of the way first. Um, if you have not seen, uh, I got a care package. Corporal's care package is in route, presumably. Um, but I got a care package from Capcom with, uh, some goodies. Uh, Monster Hunter pins, stickers, two Amiibo, two Amiibo. There is an unboxing video on YouTube and, uh, and Facebook that you won't have to look too hard for. So if you're interested in learning more about that, check it out. Um, but huge shout out to Capcom this week and every week, but especially this week, <laughs> especially this week. Um, what, what else is in the news, Corporal? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, and Corporal Nossage, bring us the sports. Sports. We want to call this sports. You it's, mean it's our sports segment. And then we'll go to the, the weather. The absolutely dis disappointing uh, Nintendo sports? I'm, I mean, I'm not disappointed. I'm pretty entertained. I, I, entertained by how the TVs have broken? People throwing their controllers at the TVs because they're not using the wrist straps? It's the it's the early 2000s <laughs> all over, all over again. again with all Wii Sports. All over again. Nintendo Wii <clears throat> is coming back to haunt us. Lessons learned in our past were not learned. No. Glossed over. Absolutely. So um, I don't I don't know anybody who actually got Switch Sports. Like personally, I. I've seen streamers, Alec and stuff was playing it. It looks fun, but not fun enough for me to want to buy it. Yeah. I would rent it from my local library because that's the thing for free. Um <laughs> maybe I'll get it on like Super Duper Sale if they offer it, but the main headline is that people are destroying their televisions. And some of them are having fun doing it. Like, it's... it's well, presumably they're it. having fun, and then they smash their televisions, yeah. and then they stop having fun. Exactly. Manda, thank you for liking the stream. Welcome. I'll be honest, though. With my job, I drive around a whole lot. 
through all these different neighborhoods, and I've seen a lot of TVs out at the curb, and <clears throat> a proportionally larger number of them than usual have had <laughs> holes in them. So I just assume, or not holes, but cracks or breaks in the glass. So I just assume that that it's all Switch Sports. It's all Switch related. Yeah. Brian Brian Bestman Brian Bestman got Switch Sports. He says it was a really cool package. So I'm assuming he got the the physical version. Mand Amazing also bought Switch Sports. Mand is out of Facebook jail, which is always good to see. Um, bro, I agree with Brian Williams. It does look fun. If I ever have like if we if I ever have like an in person boys weekend, it might be worth it to get Switch Sports just for the drunken shenanigans. That's all I'll say. Mando, welcome back. I don't know what puts you in Facebook jail, but welcome back. Manda's in and out of Facebook jail. Like every time I talk to her, she's like, "I just got out of jail," and then she goes and she commits crimes, and then <laughs> then she's back. Are you having a Manda day? Manda amazing day. Um. Next on this short list of news, Brian, thank you for liking the stream. Um. Tiny Tina's DLC. This seems like it happened a while ago, but we actually haven't talked about this since our last episode. Um, what are you spending? Two, 120 pounds on a PS2 game? You'd have to let the, me know. The Capcom logo, because we are now switching topics. I don't know if you need to do the same. What? No, this is a whole Capcom episode. Yeah. I so spoke my news, truth about my gender, and Facebook said nope. Huh. Interesting. Oh, Facebook. Um. Anyway, targeted you. Tiny, okay. tiny Tina's DLC, um, is a little bit too tiny for most people, myself included. Um, they released the first, uh, bit of the Tiny Tina's DLC, and I streamed it and I played through it twice without realizing the first time that I actually had played through the entire things. I was like, it, there has to be more. There has to be another level of difficulty. Um, and there was, we had to wait a week to get it. And you know what happened in that week that I was waiting for it? I learned how to play great sword. And then I just <laughs> played more monster hunter. Um, so yeah, tiny Tina's DLC has kind of stalled out growth on the game because everybody got it. And the end game was looking really cool. And, uh, they released this first DLC, and everybody sort of took that as like a, uh, I don't know, is is rain on the parade? It's still a great game. I'm still gonna play it, but Tiny Teen has definitely lost momentum with me, with us, I think, and the and the general population after that first DLC came out, and people were like, wow, um, yeah. Corporal, you're looking you're looking pretty sus, my friend. I'm reviewing my my phone and realizing that my house is about to be raided by a group of people in oh. about an hour. Are they going to do tasks? <laughs> Could no. one of them be an imposter? Oh, ooh, hey. That could be a thing. Do you see the notes? Are you looking at the notes? I'm trying to prompt you for our next news item. <laughs> so I hard. You were actually looking at me for being sus. Because I was looking off camera. You were being <laughs> sus. 
You're referring to the greatest and the latest, the new exciting news about Among Us? Yes. I am very excited about Among Us coming to VR. Holiday. And so are you. I'm, I'm a little... I'm going to wait all the way to holiday, but <laughs> holiday. And so VR, Among Us VR, is coming. They got a new trailer. It's coming to Quest 2 this holiday. And it was it was a Quest 2. It looks to be a Quest 2 exclusive because it was a Quest 2 thing. Uh, it was a Quest 2 trailer during a Quest 2 news thing. And it said coming to Quest 2. It didn't say coming to Steam VR. It didn't say coming to PS VR. It said coming to Meta Quest 2. So this might be an exclusive, and this might be the killer app that drives an crazy amount of, of VR sales this holiday season. Again. Um, so... I think Meta slash Facebook slash The Quest is doing a great job about getting high-profile games on their platform. Um, I think because of their marketing scheme, that's why they are doing so much better than the other VR headsets that are Steam-based or third-party. <clears throat> I think this is going to be pretty, pretty cool, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to play it. That's... Uh, I want to play it so bad. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a game that I get super into, but it's definitely something that I'm going to be like playing for like a month. We okay. This is a this is a commitment that I'm willing to make right now. If you are, we will absolutely do at least a few streams of Among Us VR when it comes out. That was not a hard sell. Okay. I was hoping for like something a little bit more of a hook. I was expecting We will cosplay. We will cosplay the, the little Yeah, oh, you have to drink every time you die. That's <laughs> that was implied. <laughs> I think that was the rule last time we played actually. It didn't yeah. go so well for anybody. I, I am perfectly yeah, if you guys recall, Presto murdered me. Oh, it was glorious. And I was like it was my finest pro-gamer moment. It was the only cool thing that I've ever done in a game. In a multiplayer Jeremy game. Jeremy over in the chat on, on Facebook, only two games I'm excited about is Harry Potter and Arkham Knights. You are not the only one, my friend. Those both, both do look games. pretty cool. Although, I have to say, uh, the, the Arkham Knight game, a lot of people are saying that it needs to be pushed back. It needs... To a little bit more polish. Mm. Uh, I didn't see it, so I don't know what they're referring to. But I, what you posted <clears throat> in the uh, the Discord group, I am all excited about. And the Harry Potter game, I have been dying for. I, I'm more excited about the Harry Potter game than I was about Elden Ring when it was released. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You Potterhead. Tom, You're a Potterhead. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Well done today, Presto. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Tom. At least call him Tom instead of T. Silva. Because T. Silva? T. Silva is just Silva? like double incorrect. Silva. T. T. Like T. And then Silva. Like he almost like comes off posh or regal or like I don't know like something from Great Expectations. Like 
I, I it's a it's a it's a T Silva. I don't, I don't know. There's something esque about it. Keep trying to justify it. Just <laughs> you just keep doing that. Um. Okay. Anyway, that is the news. And now let's get into more news. More news, because this episode is news with an extra pile of news. It's news. You got your news and my news. Um, it works until people try to promote me and they don't know how to find me. <laughs> yeah, right? People like twitch.com slash tsilva. This person hasn't streamed since 2016. Um, the video I saw does need some polishing. The graphics suffered at times. Enemy outlines broke through game grounds. And it did seem a little laggy in combat. Okay, so there is some graphical issues with the Arkham Knights game. But from what I saw, it looked great. Like, I, I, the combat mechanics and the story and everything else, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. Look at there. As long as they Wait. don't... As long as it's better than the Marvel Avengers game... <laughs> Which has gotten better, to be fair. It's gotten better, but man, it like it was like a big old soggy, wet bag of yuck at launch. People were not yeah. anyway. Um, so yes, the main meat and potatoes of tonight's episode. Bernie Um again, if you're listening on audio, I apologize. We are shouting out people and reading comments as they come in because we're doing this live, live. Poor audio viewers, I'm sorry. Um, listeners, see? They don't even get the correct sense described. Um, anyway. Jeremy, you're right. Four-player co-op Batman game. I'm How could you mess it up? How could it, you mess it, it up? You can't. Like, you just give me that and we're okay. Convengeance. Can't be anywhere near as bad as Cyberpunk release, though. I agree, Brian. Yeah, I agree. That is that is truth. Even though Cyberpunk now is also very good. Yeah, but nobody has gone yes. back to it. I went back to it for a minute. For a minute. For a minute. And then I learned Sword and Shield and started playing Monster Hunter again. Anyway, Sunbreak so, News. Monster Hunter digital event. Sunbreaking news. So for all of those of you who've been living underneath a rock, uh, Monster Hunter Rise is the, the game of choice today and they are releasing their first one year full dlc coming out in june june 30th june 30th june uh, and it is called sunbreak and there was some sunbreak news that recently came out so we've got a lot to discuss because there's a lot that was shown um okay i'm the nerd on this stuff so i'm gonna go through the first couple things quickly and directly because there's not much to discuss on it because we yeah. both entered the series in Rise, so some returning monsters were just like people are like, oh my god, Sergios, and I'm like, he's back. <laughs> like okay, he he's cool. Um, so the first thing that they showed was the big bad. Supposedly, we all know how. M. Night Shyamalan twists uh, that nobody sees coming uh, in Brian Monster Hunter Stories says works. In chat, I missed the announcement for Sunbreak News. I was sleeping. Well, this You're about to get caught up, son! TV. We're going to catch you up right now. You're in the right spot. Um, so the first thing they did was show Malzino, which is, uh, if you're looking at the stream, the top left, the, uh, the, the hot topic looking dragon all the way in the top left. Um, that is uh, vampire-themed. 
you're watching um, this on Twitch, my characters are in a different order, so mine's up there. Oh yeah, yours. Yeah, you pointed the right one on my screen too. It's funny. Um, so it's uh, they showed some fight footage of him, and they revealed that he will have a uh, status called Blood Blight, where he drains your life from your character. But you can enter a state where you hit him and you gain the health back. Uh, sounds like a succubus. Sounds me. very risky to me. Uh, if I get yes. hit with that, I'm running and healing or eating a nullberry. I am not trying to, like, nickel and dime this creature that can probably one-hit kill me anyway. Um, Definitely not. Not worth it. And if he absorbs... So in the, in the trailer, they said, if he absorbs a hunter's life force... So I'm guessing that means if he absorbs a certain amount or if he carts somebody, tug of war with blood. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, He can enter a super dangerous second form, uh, which sounds like a bad time for everybody. Um, So Malzino, that fight looks like it's going to have some new mechanics. Um, It's going to be dynamic with the new blood blight. I'm very excited to turn him into a hat. Um, next up, uh, Sir Regios, which is the next one. Hey, Marvin! Flo Kage. Welcome, refusing Marvin. no opportunities to like our stream, and we appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, Sir Regios, that's this guy, is basically a flying dragon that's made out of knives. Um, he's a pointy boy. He was the flagship monster for Monster Hunter 4, I believe. And he also comes with a new effect, Bleed. Hey, Geeky-sama! Look, everybody's coming through for this. Everybody's welcome. Everybody is welcome. Thank you, thank you. For those of you who don't realize, I am also over on Twitch. He's on Twitch. We're not getting any love over here. Listen, we are trying... Facebook, anybody who streams on Facebook knows... If you know, you know. Facebook you know. Facebook is not the most loving platform right now, and we are actively trying to grow our platform on Twitch, and now we are going to be shadow banned for and saying this on Facebook. Multiple layouts, multiple yes. platforms. But if you can, follow us on Twitch. As We'd well. appreciate it so, so much. Geeky with the triple hearts. Thank Geeky, you, my friend. Um, Seregios has a new effect called Bleed. You get hit, you bleed, you lose health pretty straightforward um they also revealed um uh what is it magma where is it magma almadron so mr mud dragon is now going to be mr fire dragon and then aurora somnicanth so instead of putting you to sleep it's gonna get icy and these these look like Deviants, and there's a difference between variations and deviants. Deviants are harder monsters, not just different, but more difficult. And in the trailer leading up to the announcement, they showed a very familiar cat, which I believe appeared in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, that issues special special licenses for you to hunt deviants. So hunting deviants, which are rarer, more dangerous forms of monsters a la these guys, um, looks like it's going to be a thing. So I would say expect more deviance and uh, expect 
harder fights in the end game, which I'm very excited about. I think it's funny that you need a license to go out and hunt these monsters. Right? Well, because they're, like, endangered. Are you really going to be paying your, your monthly dues? It's probably it's probably like you have to reach a certain point of status to be allowed to fight them because they're so dangerous. Because if they let everybody go fight them, they would just be killing people left and right. So you have to prove your your worth, your salt. It's designed to keep people alive, not necessarily monsters. Yes. Okay. And plus, if everybody was walking around with fancy clothes made out of these two stunning sons of bitches, uh, then it wouldn't be fashionable. Um, oh, Blood Blight does not get cured by Nullberry. You have to deal combat damage. Oof. Yikes. Uh, thanks for stopping in, Jeremy. Have a great night. Uh, yeah, the mailman cat that gives Deviant License is Genu. Okay, I didn't know he had a name. Of course he has a name. Um, also, Master Rank Monsters are going to have new moves and combos, and they showed... Tigrex jumping into tail swiping, so you're going to be able to get instacarded in so many new ways. So many new ways. They they showed they showed him flying down doing the claw smash, and I was like, oh, that's bad. And then they're like, and then he can bite you, and then flip around. And I'm like, you guys are just trying. They're like to I just carted twice. Is it possible to cart twice at once? Oh man. Um. This next piece of news is what I am personally most excited about so far. Of all the news from Sunbreak, this is what I am most excited about. We're talking about the new hunter skills. This is the one aspect that is going to be adding the most replayability, most diversity. Probably the one thing that's going to give more of its players, the most new gameplay mechanics available to it. Uh, And we're primarily focusing on the Switch skills. So you're going to be able to swap your Switch skills. And so what essentially is going to happen is you're going to be able to create a set, let's say a, a mechanic set. And this is how you attack, and this is your set. And then you can make another set with different Switch skills and different mechanics that are set up in your 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 silk bind uh, moves, and then you can switch between them. What I think is overpowered is that it'll allow you to switch in between them mid fight, so you can literally do one attack so in a specific way, and then back up, switch attacks, <clears throat> and switch your sets, and then attack again. So you essentially have access to depending on which weapon you're using and which silkbind attacks are attached to it, three or four total silkbind attacks that are available? Uh, I think, I, w- I mean, they're adding new ones. We don't know how many new ones, um, but potentially, yes. Potentially, you could use four different silkbind attacks in the course of not very long. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... I talk about changing the game mechanics so that you can do more. You you <laughs> you talk about how most games, from a mechanical standpoint, from a high level standpoint, there's a gameplay loop. What is that gameplay loop? And is that gameplay loop, you know, dodge, attack, parry, dodge, attack, parry? Like there's all these different mechanics that right now Monster Hunter has you locked into. This now expands that almost three or fourfold. 
to giving all sorts of new attack modes and new ways to attack your monster. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I... This this has the potential to... For the next 20 minutes. This has the potential to make some seriously broken combinations. Um, And I think how broken the combinations will be is if there is an independent cooldown for swapping between skill sets, right? Because if there's no cooldown and you can just flop back and forth, things are going to get really out of control. Specifically, and I forget, I think it was uh, Peach Fox on Twitter, and I was thinking the same thing, but they tweeted it out, so I will give them credit. Um, So... The perfect example is Longsword. Longsword is already arguably the best, one of the best weapons in the game. There is There are two Silkbind skills. One, when you use it, it instantly gives you a level of Spirit Blade Charge. And then the other one, of course, is Helmbreaker, which allows you to expend a level of Spirit Blade Charge for massive damage. If you were able to free... And they take up the same slot currently, so you can't have them both equipped... But if you could have them both equipped, or you could swap between them, and you had, like, Wirebug Whisper, you could literally do the attack, get your charge, get all the way charged up, do Helmbreaker. Do the attack, get your charge, do Helmbreaker. And essentially, you really wouldn't have to use any other moves as long as you were timing it correctly on your Wirebug cooldowns. And I don't... I think the development team is smart enough to not have this be turned into spamming wirebug moves. Um, I hope that's the case because that's just going to feel really cheesy. The I other thing, wirebugs have a cooldown themselves. Yeah, but so... uh, but if you get wirebug whisper, it can decrease it can it can decrease the downtime and they recharge much faster. Okay. The question, the real question is. So we're getting this new weapon. They're getting we're getting this new tool that's going to give us more freedom and more power. Yeah. What challenges or difficulty level of monsters are going to be thrown at us that are going to match this? Because the whole thing in Rise is, oh, we got we got silkbind moves, we got the ability to wirefall, we got all this. As a result, all of the monsters are a lot more mobile. So now we get this. What is the what is the counterbalance in terms of difficulty or power scaling going to be with the monsters? In my perspective, and this is me coming from a noob to the series and an uneducated to like the the mechanics the way you are. From my perspective, an attack is an attack is an attack is an attack. Each time you attack, it's not like you're able to lay multiple attacks down. You still have to wait your 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 frame rate for the next space so that you can do another attack. Whether that's switching between your your skill attack or your soapbine attack or, or whatever. I don't see how you're all you're really doing, from my perspective, is changing the flourish of how you do an attack. Damage is still being dealt. I, I, an animation is still happening. An attack is being still provided. It's just how it's being flourished. Except that a lot of Silkbind skills have hyper armor or invulnerability. 
Okay, so now is where you're adding the layer to it. Yeah, so if you, like, if I'm playing Longsword and I'm playing a monster that I know, and I have three wire bugs, I can do Sakura Slash three times in a row without really having to think about it, because that move pulls you through the monster, you slash, you cover a good distance, and as long as it's a monster you're relatively familiar with and it's not enraged or something, you can usually spam that move and go through it and go through it and go through it. Now, that's not going to do the max amount of damage, so that's not, like, optimal play. But if you could switch between... The monster's attacking, you use the move to go through the monster's attack, then in the downtime that you would normally be able to attack, you switch your Silkbind skills, you get your attack in, then it's the monster's turn to attack, you switch to another Silkbind attack that allows you to power through their move and then repeat and repeat. That's what I'm worried about. And maybe, to Tom's point, you'd have to be really good and a pro to do that. Um... But, I, I mean, we'll see. It reminds you of Hunter Arts from Generations. Yeah. I never played Generations, but I'm familiar yeah. enough. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to open up some truly crazy stuff. I really... So, like... And the only thing I have to compare this to, and it's not an equal comparison, but I like how the community is going to nitpick this apart and look at the frame rate and see what is possible and see what they can bend to make it happen people like are the, already making broken sets smash. and have no yeah. idea what it's gonna be like yeah They're making super smash with all the different uh you know dash attacks and up air neutrals and yeah. blah 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 so I i'm interested to see what happens um a couple other changes that they revealed mechanics wise is you can now you don't have to mount monsters so you know how now if a monster becomes rideable, it kind of like stays there, and as soon as you touch it, you mount it. You are going to be able to change that so that you have a dedicated, independent button for mounting the monster. And if you don't want to mount the monster, you can continue attack and get free damage. So all the millions of times that we do hunts, and you attack, and you ride the monster exactly. automatically, and you're like, no, I don't want to do this. That's over. Come That's and you know why it's because, because you they watch the stream I'm, I'm spamming the a button or whatever so i can use my longbow or my yeah the, the 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 longbow attack and i'm just shooting 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 reload shooting 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 reload shooting shooting and the reload button happens to be the mount button and so i just well even the... even if you don't hit the mount button if you attack while it's in that state you will automatically mount it well, there you go. Not anymore. Problem solved, baby. I mean, I, for multi-monster hunts, I will probably still opt to mount. But, like, when I'm, like, trying to do a, a, a hunt or a monster, a single monster, as fast as possible, I can, de in most cases, I can definitely do more damage continuing to attack than getting on it, ramming it into a wall, recovering, ramming it into a wall. Um... As long as you get the hard knockdown afterwards, which that might be the trade-off. So, we'll see. But it's interesting that, t that they're giving us a choice. Um, <laughs> hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say hi to my little guy real quick. Um, you talk about the... Uh, hi. <laughs> you, you talk about the, uh, the uh, companions in the hunts. I'll be right back in one second.
So <laughs> this is the advantage of being the Nintendads. Dad comes first. <laughs> um, there is going to be story characters. So like the girls who help give you out quests or the maid head honcho that's on the top of the stairs. And I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know their names, but them, whoever they may be, uh, as you play the game, you'll be able to unlock them as NPCs that can come with you on hunts. So the, the blacksmith, for example, you're going to be able to play the story missions and play the game further enough to unlock companions. And then you can unlock different tiered companions. So you can have a level one companion, let's say be the blacksmith. And then a level two companion can be like the girl who gives you village quests. And then a level three companion can be the girl who gives you rampage quests. And then a level four companion can be the cat who cooks you dongos. And oh my god, I hope five, we get some of the cats and the as level companions. Five companion can be like the big head honcho on the top of the stairs who's like, oh, I'm in charge. And each companion who can go on these quests with you naturally will use a different weapon and have different skill sets and you can watch how they fight and attack and you can utilize their skill set to help you take on the monster in solo missions which honestly i think that's the one aspect of the game the of uh, the update that i'm really excited about because i play mostly co-op online with you guys but it would be really nice to be able to like have some assistance in solo i think that'd be cool i think it will make me care about the characters more sure right because yeah. right now they're just part of the story and like the story is what it is you can love it or you can not like it as much but after you go through the story you kind of stop interacting with the majority of the cast and i think giving them weapons and giving them personality and allowing you to have actual experiences with them versus just scripted dialogue is going to be fun. Like, if I'm with, you know, number one waifu uh, Hinoa and she gets carded, you best believe that monster is getting killed, not captured. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to give some more personal, personal feelings. I just don't want, like, the two girls that they showed in the video, like... Everybody knows that they want those two girls to go on a hunt for them. Like, that was expected. I was like, whatever. Well, and they're, like, they're going to have... And the interesting thing is they said there's going to be certain characters that you can go on hunts with in Kimura and from Kimura, and then there's going to be new characters from the new hub world and the Citadel that you can go. And so that, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. I, I could care less about the two girls. Like, every every... Guy You're the only one. Those... You're the only person every, who feels that way. Every guy who's simping over those two girls and who are just like staring at them in game are going to want to go on a hunt with them. Good for you. I want the grumpy old grungy blacksmith. Or yes. I want the guy who's down over by the docks who's fishing. Or like I want the, the guy who's standing on the porch in uh, the, the, the rampage quest area who's just sitting there eating some soup and dongos. Like, I want the obscure <laughs> characters because I think they are going to be the most interesting. He's he's only got eyes for Bishop 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's... Tom knows us too well. 
Um, do you have a view on the Clutch Claw in World? So neither of us played Iceborne, believe it or not. We both played, played a little oh, world into, into Iceborne. I will get to Iceborne eventually. This time next year, when we're talking about, oh man, Sunbreak was so good, we did everything. I mean, I don't know, maybe we'll still be grinding through Sunbreak, but I will eventually circle back and do world. Oh, a no Iceborne. armor run in Rise. That would be interesting. Ooh. That's, that would be interesting. What? I need I um I need Evade Extender. <laughs> I need it. I need it and I love it and I want it. Um But yeah, so the the followers, that's what it's called. The followers, not yeah. campaign, the followers uh system is gonna be really cool. And you're not gonna get them all at once, you're gonna unlock them yeah. as you progress cool. through the story. I, I think that's so really like interesting. You we're talking about the new city or the new world, like there's gonna be some obscure people there who you know they made just because this follower program is there. Yeah. It's no longer going to be the girls who everybody loves, who give you quests and everybody wants to talk to. No, they're made as very specific, very obscure, very weird NPC character who's in this new city that people are going to be like, huh, and then he's going to show up and he's going to house people. And that's the moment. It's gonna be like the little the little quest maiden that's like got the glasses and is like, Oh, I'm royalty, but I'm gonna help you do basic quests. You know she's coming <laughs> Mimi Chan style with a giant hammer. Yes. Like that's what's gonna happen. Even though I think they showed her weapon and I don't think it was hammer, but it needs to be. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> like you have those D and D moments where the NPC who was nothing shows up to save the day or help revive you. Like I want those like clutch story <laughs> moments with something like that. Yeah. Oh, I want the. Oh, I'm getting so excited to play this game. It's 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 painful. They did say they're gonna reveal more in June. Hey, Arvez, thank you for liking the stream. Welcome. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get seriously antsy for Sunbreak. Yes. Like. Damn it. Um, uh, some other Ryan, news. You were talking about the Pro Controller. So that's actually the next thing. The new Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Pro Controller. Yes. It looks gorgeous. It's got a lot of like vampire Malzino theme going on. It looks, it looks cool. But I want to see them do more with these custom Pro Controllers. Because essentially it is a standard Pro Controller with a custom uh faceplate so that i mean this one's a, this one's totally custom so it's a bad example but basically it's a whole ass normal pro controller and the only thing that's different is this plate this front this front the area skin, right here the skin on it it's basically you can go to gamestop and you can buy the skins and just peel place the skin over with the buttonholes cut out, pretty like, much. Really Even though it's move. it's real, I mean, I think I think the original one had some different coloration on the buttons. Um, I've I, already got the Rise Pro point, controller, so I need the Sunbreak one. Yeah. I, at this point, I want to see some Xbox style, like full on cu controller customization yes. option. Like we need to go full in. I'll just take controllers of that drift. That's all I. That's all I really want. <laughs> that's all I ask for, Nintendo. Um, uh, and uh, there's going to be new amiibo that unlock new things. Although I don't think that was news. I think they just talked more about it. Um, but Sunbreak is now available officially for pre-order. So 
pre-order it. You can pre-order it. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. Um, pre-order I think it. I think that's it pre-order. for the Sunbreak news. So you're you're most excited about the follower system, huh? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I want the mechanics. Uh, I want to switch. I want to switch my skills on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> that that is definitely what I'm I'm most excited about. Um, I'm I'm always in favor of any I'm new mechanics because I know that there is some Bishiton changes that are coming in the the blood uh, orange Bishiton. Yeah, the blood orange Bishiton, and you and I had spo- spoken about this on a prior episode. Where I would like to see like an ice bishoptin and a fire bishoptin and like a spring flower bishoptin and like a water bishoptin. Like I want to see like bishoptin elementals. Like I want to see him being like utilized more. I you just want literally just want bishoptin DLC. <laughs> yes, I will pay for a bishoptin. You DLC. want Monster Hunter Rise Sun bishoptin. <laughs> I wonder though. I wonder if Blood Orange bishoptin. I wonder I if Rising DLC. is Blood Orange Bishoptin going to be on the same level as Aurora Somnicanth and Magna Magma Al- Almadron? I think. I think Bishoptin equals Eevee. Yeah, you want to <laughs> just give it the different stones. You give Bishoptin different fruit, and based on the fruit, he turns into something else. I'll be honest with you. When I saw that first, uh, the Blood Orange Bishiton, I thought it was a fall release, and he was gonna like throw pumpkins, and I was like, "Ooh, seasonal themed monsters. That's cool." Well, see, World World had seasonal festivals and stuff. They had where the whole hub was decorated for fall, for spring, different costumes, and maybe and they're waiting. A monster who throws jack o' lanterns at me. Just just get it on PC and download some mods. Honestly. <laughs> you could fight Thomas the Tank Engine if you want. I guarantee you that's a thing. Um, I'm looking forward to Master Rank and hoping it's going to be as difficult as most of the Rise were pretty easy until the end with the Apex. Yeah, I think Master Rank, the, the, the bottom end of Master Rank is going to be like fighting the Apexes. The middle of Master Rank is going to be fighting like the Apex Emergencies. And hopefully the high point of Master Rank is, like, some Iceborne-level difficulty where it's just like, yeah, I've been working on this fight for a week and I'm really close to beating it. Like, not like, yeah, oh, I carded twice and then I took it out, you know. Um, I think that's it for Sunbreak yeah, news. Monster Hunter news, yeah. Um, and now we are going to probably pretty quickly talk through very 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 quickly the indie direct so i have i have already (laughs) highlighted the two things that i care about and that is that oh really okay that's interesting um so the two the two main takeaways from the indie direct that i had were that half of the segments had audio desyncs so people were yep. talking and the audio didn't match up. And that the entire presentation, the only thing that the chat was talking about was where is Silk Song? Which Silk Song is the uh, the sequel to Hollow Knight that they talked about a bunch and then it just completely disappeared and we've got no news, no updates. We don't even know if it's still happening. Presumably it is. But... Yes. So, 
I will go through these quickly. Um, Batora, which I've actually looked at before. Action RPG. I think it might be a roguelite, and it's coming out in the fall. Looks pretty cool. I I will consider it. Um, uh, Soundfall is a rhythm-based dungeon crawler with four-player co-op. Tons and tons of items, loots, combos, and it's available today. That, depending on the price, I might actually pick that up. Yeah, so that was that was one thing that I looked at, and I was like, ooh, I may be persuaded. Yes. And the ones that I have highlighted here uh, the, the in orange are the ones that I'm like, you know what? I have a wallet. It's back here. I, I mean, it's here. But everything else, I was like, no. Uh, what you just talked about, Sunfall, that that was intriguing. I, I could be persuaded. Oh, Soundfall is currently $25.49. It is a 15% launch sale. So it's normally 30 It's currently 25 I want to see what the reviews are. Yeah, me too. I'm interested... Thousands of loot combinations unlock powerful new abilities and f- explore Symphonia to discover incredible music-based weaponries. Customize your loadout with more than 500 pieces of equipment to choose from. Up to four-player co-op. Five characters to choose from, each with a unique musical genius and playstyle weapon and special abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check out the reviews on this one. That is, uh, that's looking pretty cool. Um, Wild Frost looks like a cozy, cutesy version of uh, Slay the Spire, a deck builder RPG kind of thing. Looks pretty cool. I would probably opt to play Slay the Spire, but um, perhaps if you have kids uh, that you don't want to go through slay the spire with edward thank you for liking the stream welcome um wild frost looks like interesting looks like a good a good thing for sure for deck builders um totally accurate battle simulator looks ridiculous uh i'm pretty sure that's been out uh for pc for a while um it looks cool corporal so this like <laughs> I have this of... I have this on my list of things that are interesting as well. This gave me tingles. So I I I really don't know the truth of the matter because I, I I like got excited by the visuals alone and I did not hear anything he said. <laughs> I had to go back and rewatch it. But to me what I saw was a noir detective with an umbrella that can shoot people and he uses it like a batman accessory to like maneuver himself around this ever-changing side-scrolling world so that he can shoot and attack bad guys and it's in the rain it's on rooftops it's sliding down power lines like it looks like fun and i was intrigued gunbrella 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 it does look it looks good it looks fun um it's not coming out till 2023 though unfortunately yeah yeah it look it looks like a solid a solid indie entry yeah um yeah edward you just missed you just missed our whole thing on 
uh, let's say, 43 minutes worth of, of Sunbreak of stuff. Basically, Corporal's really excited about the followers. I'm really excited about the uh, switch skill swap. Um, and we both think that there's going to have to be some serious hikes in difficulty and monster power to match the new abilities to take followers and use different skills in potentially yeah. absurdly broken ways. Um, so it's all exciting, all exciting stuff. We are getting pumped up and quite impatient for Sunbreak. <laughs> and this Indie Direct did not really give us much to chew on. But now that we're going through it, like there's at least there's at least three games in here that I will strongly consider, and I will possibly get Soundfall. So, Gunbrella is high up on my list. This next one, we are OFK. Yes. I'm not sure what I feel about that, but okay. Um, an emotional story game, weekly released episodes coming this summer. So, Lady Sage and I, uh, my fiance and I, have played a game, Welcome Home, or maybe it's just called Home. I can't remember. But it was an indie game that was released, and it presented itself as a suspense horror drama. Mm. And it was a single game. It was probably our most fun indie game that we've ever played together. Really? One of the reasons that it got us into um, things like uh, Firewatch and a bunch of those other like smaller uh indie horror games that kind of have like a story and it's ultimately what brought us to playing uh a lot of the resident evil games it was like a very deep incline but like we worked our way there and it was a, an extreme emotional driven story that had a like what you thought was a murder uh mystery behind it but then it had a twist ending so we were very much drawn to that type of gameplay and it wasn't like an action shooter it was all emotional story driven and this this looks interesting you guys need to check out life is strange i actually have it as a part of my xbox game pass but we just haven't haven't done it yet you know you know my cousin did was the sound director on that game i i Vaguely remember you telling me that your cousin was a sound director on it. It's it's definitely a game we want to like look at, and I've downloaded it, but we haven't like had the time to sit down and do it. Although yeah. maybe tonight we will. Who knows? Also, Edward says heads up to possible meta to Seregios. If you didn't know, he was broken in for you because his armor had a skill that allowed you to sharpen while sheathed or evading and for gunners auto reload one ammo every time you evaded that definitely sounds broken <laughs> yeah i'm sure that that's not something that'll show up in this game i'm sure they would have figured uh, that out i don't know i don't know i okay so brian you make a very good point anytime i see a game that is done as episodes released at different times just puts me off i agree and the reason why it puts me off is because it sounds like it's just asking for your money every single time. There was a game that was in the Xbox showcase last year. It was about a little boy who was at home. His mom was drunk. His dad was like, or no, his dad was drunk. His mom had died. 
and the dad was drunk all the time because he was dealing with the depression of his dead mom of his dead wife and the little boy like had a hard time dealing with the emotions of the father and he he uh like mentally escaped in his drawings of a superhero and the game was you as this little boy like using your imagination with his superhero and trying to pretend that you himself or he himself was the superhero and like going around the house and doing things and discovering the story about how and why the mother died um and it was released episode one and episode two the day of the showcase and then every other episode after that you had to pay for and i was so engrossed into it but i refused to pay for the episodes why so this is an observation that i've made why is it that the most heart-wrenching depressing games are always indie games because like, they're the ones that have other than the last of us i knew I, it i knew you were gonna say it Nick Yeti is going to somehow tear space-time and bust through your wall and say, No! Last of Us 2 was garbage! No, not not Last of Us 2. I, I will not put Last of Us 2 on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Last of Us 1, the first one, is the only AAA title that I think had a high-end, high-quality emotional draw. But I agree with you. Indie games... They hit different, have, man. Because they do not have the high value or dollar amount value behind them to advertise themselves, they have to draw on their skill as writers to create mm. a compelling story to draw people in. What? And some of them, mm, they hit hard. Mm -mm. This has been your moment of indie insights with Corporal Nossage. Production value is expensive, but sad feelings are free. <laughs> yes. Yes. You've got a good enough writer, you can get there. So the next <laughs> game that's on that was in the Indie Direct, uh, Still Underwater. I'll be honest with you. Silt? Wow. I think I might have put that. I think it's... Is it... Oh, yeah, it's no, Silt. 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 Yes. Silt. The game is called Silt. It's an underwater game. The game was entirely developed during COVID. Underwater. The, sound, the devs the were sound, underwater the entire the time. Director, the sound director is in one state. The uh, video game programmer is in another state. And the artist is in another state. All of the art in this game is hand-drawn. And all of the sound is done from inside this guy's apartment. He put together and built his own aquarium in order to get a lot of the underwater sounds so like there's some really cool ingenuity that's going on here the game looks pretty but that's about it looks i'm intrigued by the backstory about how it was made right it's was. i was more interested in the backstory than i was the actual yeah. game it's like can you guys just release like a mini documentary, documentary on how it was made and i don't really need to play it um yeah. no i'm sure it's i'm sure it's really cool um mini motorways is a traffic puzzle game that's available today. To me, this looked like... It's a cell phone game. It, I was just going to say, it looks like a mobile game, but that's not a bad thing. It looks like... game that's it, on my Switch right now that I have actually tried making you guys download. It reminded me of Dots. Do you remember Dots? $1.29. On the on. phone. 
dots yeah, the mobile lots. game. It reminded me of that in like like a high quality graphic puzzle game that is very suited to touch controls. That makes it sound like I'm not attacking. I can't find it, it, but there's there's a pocket. I've got a pocket mini golf game, but it's in the same made by the same company. But it was a uh, a trains. All these trains, different color trains, different color tracks, different color stations, and you had to move the the tracks around to get the trains to the right station. That sounds exactly and, like this. You're right. That's that's what this was. That's that's essentially what this was. And it was it's a mobile game. I first saw on the Android phone, and it was available for a dollar twenty nine on the Switch. And that day that I had like all this extra coins left over. I just like bought a whole bunch. Of you just, you coins. just have a peripheral that allows you to put coins into a slot that goes to the eShop and you're just like, ching, ching, ching. Oh, you know how when you buy things that give you extra coins? For your oh purchases? yes, yes, yes. You're like, how, like, how far can I stretch four ninety nine? <laughs> so I took all those coins and I just bought junk drawer games. Yes. One day we'll have to. We might have to do a junk drawer stream or a junk drawer episode. It should be like our top ten games under two dollars. I have a lot of them. Not free <laughs> games because there's really there's AAA free games. No, these are paid no. games. True junk that drawer cost, games that, that are from Dollar Tree. <laughs> so what did you think of Cult of the Lamb? So Nick Yeti has been talking up Cult of the Lamb for like six months. Uh, partially because I think it's a roguelite, um, and partially because it's, like, sci-fi horror, and that's his yeah. thing. It looks good. I think it's... Is it from Devolver? I think it might be from Devolver. Uh, Massive Monsters, the name of the... Uh, oh, yeah, the publisher is Devolver, yes. Yes, okay, that's why. Anything that Devolver is involved in gets an automatic, like... B plus rating because Devolver is consistently amazing. So if it's from Devolver, that's pretty much all I need to know that it's going to be good. Um, I don't know if it's my style of game. Seems um, like a Minecraft esque type thing where you need to like get supplies and build a village and make little. It's like and... a cult, a cult roguelite version of stardew valley maybe yeah yeah so it looks yeah. interesting i think it's going to get a ton of awards i think it's you know it's it's been high profile enough that it may get it may be in the running for indie game of the year i don't know that it's up my alley but it's definitely one to keep an eye out for it's probably one of the game. bigger games oh my god the Please. next game that's on this list give me I... all your feelings about this so first off they came rolling out with the dad jokes. Like, the puns were there, and they were strong. The I name is a pun! The name of the game is a pun, and the I might have to get it. The name is a pun, yes. So we're talking about another crab's treasure. And it is a tiny little crab with pinchers. It's more of like a hermit crab, because yes. it's supposed to have a shell. And the hermit crab has lost his shell. And he goes back to the person who took his shell and was like, I want my shell back. Think of the movie Shrek. This is Shrek, but with a hermit crab. And you go on an adventure using your pinchers to attack all these other people who have 
things that you need in order to get your shell back. And because you're a hermit crab, you can crawl yourself inside of other things that you find, other junk that's at the bottom of the ocean floor to help protect your shell. And you can, like, crawl into a coffee cup or to a soda can and then use that to help you attack your way through. I, I'm all about this. At one point, there was a giant blue lobster who had, like, metal utensils duct taped to his claws. I'm about this game. So... Yes, everything that you said is verifiably true. Um, <laughs> first of all, the pun is one crab's trash is another crab's another treasure. Crab that's the treasure. that's the joke. Um, yes. The thing, because I was watching this and I'm like, okay, it's an indie game about being a crab. But, and this is probably a genius marketing thing because this is what perked my ears. They say... We have come up with a new Souls-like crab game. Souls-like. So the term Souls-like indicates that it is a game similar to Dark Souls in that you have very basic, very tight melee mechanics or combat mechanics and that it is very, very responsive and it is very, very fair, but it is very difficult. And the entire progression of the game is dependent on you to learn the tight timing and master the very layered, nuanced combat. And that is why... Just, if, they, if they presented this game in two parallel universes, and one, they included everything that they included, maybe people would be like, oh yeah. But in our reality, they said they are branding it and they have developed it with the term Souls-like in mind. And on the tales of massive popularity from Elden Ring, Souls-like just went from, you know, respected among hardcore gamers to now a much larger audience. So this crab game is coming at a perfect time, even though it's not going to be here until 2023. Um... I mean, you can you can take anybody who played Elden Ring and be like, a Souls-like game about a crab looking for a shell, and the name is a pun. It sold, sold. Open world too, like it was clearly galleried, open world, but it was like kind of open world. It if it's Souls-like, cool. then it's me. It means broken controllers. Yes, I, I'm about it. And there's 50 different shells that you can pick up, and you know I am going to try to play the game without picking up any shells. Oh, the hard. no shell run. There's going to be yeah. no shell runs. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're going to end up getting this game. <laughs> We're going to end up getting the crab game. Damn it. Glad that you're on board. Uh, next. <sighs> so when you think can't things can't get any weirder, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of sea life, the next game is Card Shark. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of underwater theme right here. Slit, right? Because it's theme. we're coming up on summer. It's seasonal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, Card Shark is a game that I actually thought came out already because they've been <laughs> they've been talking about it. Like, I'm pretty sure this what the Nintendo Crab streams. <laughs> 
That's a good one, Brian. Um, Card Shark is a roguelite, I believe, um, where you are a card counter and you basically go around and you're playing cards with people and it's like in the 1800s. So if people lose, they like can shoot at you and stuff. But it's a game about card counting. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were they advertised this game like pre-COVID or like right around like the beginning of 2020 because I haven't heard about it in a long time. I just assumed that it had come out already. Um, it probably got stopped because delayed, of COVID. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get into getting back to finishing it. There's a demo available now. So... Yeah. Play the demo, I guess. I can try the demo. Next year? It's it a yeah, out? it's a rogue a rogue light. Yeah, oh my god. May fifth, twenty nineteen is yep. when That sounds about right. Stuff came out. Wow. Incredible game about cheating cards. People are already playing the demo. Um yeah, it looks cool. Um Cursed to Golf. Another yeah. roguelite. Roguelite's really becoming like a main, a Risk main genre among. Risk of Rain was my first entry into this type of gameplay, and me too. While I love Risk of Rain, I'm not sure if I'm liking the entire market being flooded with these types of games. I do because I love these types of games. Hades. Hades it's yeah, because Hades of Hades. It's honestly because of Hades. Hades did really well. I Hades. Agree. Hey, Brian with the one hundo stars. Thank you so much. Brian, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put those hundred stars in my crab fund. <laughs> Don't be crabby about it. Save up for the crabs. Give me some melted butter. Um uh, no, it I think roguelites and we talked about this in the roguelite episode, I think Hades brought roguelites into mainstream culture. Yeah. into mainstream like acceptable media um so now we have a golfing roguelite which i've seen stuff about this game it's coming in the summer it looks cool it actually looks cool despite that it's a golf game <laughs> um and that that was the last of it uh no um, news about silk song yeah. and there was another and- no news about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Melissa, thank you for liking the stream. I How? Am, I am genuinely mad about this. <laughs> Brian with another 50 stars, rolling it in. Beca- thank you, thank you. Um, I'm assuming because TMNT did their news thing, like, less than a month ago. Gotta build the crab fund. Um, oh, wow, I just got the alert for the 50 stars. Oh, jeez. Um, thanks again, Brian. Um, yeah, I think because TMNT did its uh, reveal uh, about the levels and stuff at PAX East that they uh, didn't want to, no. like, there's no news. The news is that they're still waiting for multiple companies to clear their release date. Um, Which, it seems like that's becoming a real issue because, like, there's games that we've never even heard of before and they're, like, 
out now. Yeah. With no with no prior marketing. Like that didn't used to happen. I feel like it happens there's there's two categories yeah, yeah. that are becoming disturbingly more common in that you'll hear about a game and the release date will be a year and it'll just be like coming twenty twenty two and then a week before it comes out it'll just be like, Oh yeah, it's coming out in five minutes, get ready. Or they'll just be like, Hey, here's a game you never heard of, it's out right now and it's gonna be on sale because the sales aren't gonna do well because we haven't told you anything about it. Um so and I don't I don't know how much longer the industry can blame COVID for production delays. I think I get it. I'm totally sympathetic towards developers. The world got turned upside down. But it's been two years. Like you can't the the, the excuse of, of pandemic is not going to hold water for much longer, even if it like I understand things that were in development, but like okay okay back back to your regularly scheduled program here um at this point even if you're not back in the office there is enough technology that's been developed for working at home to make all of these things feasible right silt be pushing forward silt yeah silt is a perfect explanation. support perfect silt example. support silt for making games not excuses yep no i i i'm 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 being funny or maybe i'm not being funny depending on your views but your <laughs> uh no i'm completely sympathetic towards developers but this whole shell game of release dates needs to yeah. needs to get back on track because i want to play ninja turtles and i need to know when to block out some time in between sunbreak splatoon 3 and maybe I, soundfall i think that's all of the news isn't it that's it that's all the news give me a horrible joke well, I was going to say we should get everybody in chat together and we can all go play Monster Hunter. We can everybody play Hunting Horn and we can call ourselves an orchestra. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Give me a horrible joke. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Bad man. Can't do it. Um, anyway, thank you, everybody, for coming in. Brian Williams, Jeremy, Tom, Edward... Uh, Jojo, uh, there's too many people my chat won't scroll up any further than that. Um, thanks everybody for coming by. Um, there is no stream this Friday. We did our co-stream yesterday. Um, Corporal will be streaming on Sunday? I will be streaming on Sunday. Sunday. I will be out of town on Friday. You will be out of town on Friday. So we did our co-stream on Tuesday. And I will be back at our normal scheduled broadcasting time on Sunday. And we will be playing Monster Hunter because apparently I need to play the story <laughs> from the beginning. If you I missed it, if you missed it, last night we were playing Monster Hunter and we cannot figure out why Corporal cannot build this next Rampage weapon. And I think it was Tom... Yeah, saying Tom it has to be a it has to be something with the story, and I go, but we've beaten the story. Why? And I go, Corporal, talk to talk to her real quick. See if there's like a random like urgent village quest that you never did. And Corporal says, there's only one quest. It's an urgent quest. And I go, oh well, that has to be it. He goes, it's called Back to Basics. This man skipped every village quest. I did not play 
anything. All I did was log in because I played the demo. I played the demo and I did most of the basic stuff. So I, when I got the game, I was like, I don't need to do that. I know this game. Skip. And I went right to doing actual hunts with Presto. I am flabbergasted that you could even do that because you didn't you didn't skip the majority of the village quests. You skipped, skipped all of the village quests. You skipped I, the I tutorial. Didn't... I don't even know you could proceed with the game. I don't even think I've ever spoken to her. I think that was my first time speaking to her. You're like, wait, they're twins? I thought there was just one of them. <laughs> oh, so, Lord. Always happy to stop by, you guys. We're always happy to have you, Brian. Appreciate those stars, man. Um, yeah, so Corporal will see you on Sunday. I will see you on Tuesday. Stay cool. Stay fresh. Keep hunting. Peace out. Bye.